Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And now, score senior football analyst, Hub Arkish, on Sports Radio 670 The Score. This is some grand music right here, Hub. <laughs> this is great. It's Gabe Ramirez, 670 The Score. Some Saturday suckage filling in for Steve Rosenblum, but nothing about the next 15, 20 minutes is going to suck because we are talking with our senior score football analyst uh, joining us right now on our guest hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois. It is Hub Arkish. Hub. Any heartburn from those ribs last night or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it was a pretty good night, game. Good, I bet. I bet. Hub was eating some ribs last night. Now he's feeling good. Maybe jealous. I had to go home and eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. My wife didn't cook for me, Hub. It was not my favorite time. Uh, but but here we are today, Saturday, uh, enjoying some Saturday suckage in place of Steve Rosenblum. And we get to talk about the Bears. Hub, I, uh, I was interested to read DJ Moore's comments about what he thinks the Bears should do at quarterback. Uh, and he was pretty adamant uh, about it, you know, about what he feels about Justin Fields and saying, you know, uh, I, I feel if, if he feels that way and then you really uh, can't do much but go out there and be yourself and he's a dynamic player, dynamic quarterback. We want him here. I've been having a great year with him, so that should speak volumes. Just leave what they do upstairs to upstairs at the end of the day. What would you, th- you make of DJ Moore's comments about Justin Fields? Well, I, I don't make too much of it, to be honest with you, Gabe. I mean, you know, when we're asking players to comment on a teammate, you, you know, you're going to get exactly what they're thinking. You know, you may get some of what they're thinking, but most of what you're going to get is be careful. Don't say the wrong thing. So, you know, it's 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 nice to hear, you know, most of uh, Fields' teammates talk well about him, and, and they should. You know, he obviously is an excellent athlete and, and has the talents to become a great quarterback. Uh, beyond that, though, you know, I'm not able to get into that locker room, what's the record with everybody else? You know, I don't know what they're really thinking. So, um, you know, it, it's good to hear him say good things about him. It's good to hear when teammates talk about having confidence in, in Justin Fields. But, you know, we, we really can't make too much out of all that. I think where you become concerned is when it becomes obvious that there is a communication problem between the quarterback and his, his players, his teammates. And, and there's not, you know, you can tell that this, this room is solid about themselves. Um, but anything specific with Justin and DJ, I, I, I don't think we can get much out of either one of them about that. Yeah, I think the fact I'm sure DJ's happy that he's at his thousand yard mark right now. 
already mm-hmm. this early in the season, and he knows there's still games to go. Um, what what do you think about DJ Moore as a whole and what he's brought to this team this season, Hub? I mean, you know, they've been they were looking for the number one. I mean, we know what was traded away and what what assets were given in return. But but DJ Moore so far this season with the Bears, what's been your assessment of him? It was obviously a key part of the trade on Poles, and I think it was a good move. I think that Poles handled last year's, you know, number one overall pick well in terms of what he got for it, and and the fact that it looks like there's a, there's a very good chance he's going to end up with the number one pick again this year. Um, you know, so all things considered, uh, I think DJ Moore was a great acquisition. You know, getting him when you still had a couple of years left on his contract. Uh, you know, the fact that now in six of the last seven years, he's going to have a thousand yards receiving. Uh, I think you've got a legit number one, you know, and everybody's talking about the Bears with the first pick or if they trade down at the three. If you can, you got to take the Ohio State wide receiver. You know, maybe he is the best player in the draft. And I, and I think you do that, you know, if, if you're up and you're not taking a quarterback with your, uh, That would be great to have two number one receivers. And you couldn't do anything better for Justin Fields or whoever your quarterback is going to be. Uh, but I think that the Moore acquisition was an excellent uh, choice. You know, we've heard from a number of people that the trade wasn't going to happen if Moore wasn't going to include it because the Panthers didn't want to include him. Um, so, I, you know, I've liked everything I've seen about Moore so far. The way he handles himself, uh, you know, the, the kind of teammate he appears to be, the the leadership that he shows on the field, uh, you know, I think it's been a really good acquisition. Yeah, and it's interesting. I'm glad you brought up the Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, situation because a lot of people have been speaking about that. Do you think DJ Moore is the kind of guy, I mean, obviously you've been closer to the team than most. Do you think DJ Moore is the kind of guy that if a Marvin Harrison Jr. would come in, like who would be the secondary receiver? I know you mentioned two number ones, but somebody's going to have to take a back seat on an offense with both of them there, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think you're right, but I don't think that's a bad thing. And I think they figure out it out. You look at all of the, the top teams, the best teams in the league right now, a, a lot of them seem to have two number one receivers. You know, certainly the 49ers do right now. Uh, you know, the, the Rams are throwing the ball great with a couple of wide receivers trying to decide which one's number one. Obviously, one guy wants to be that guy, especially – when that next contract is coming. But, you know, I, I think it's a good problem to have. And I think Harrison is, is everybody seems to agree. I'm more confident in him as an NFL player than I am about any of the quarterbacks, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he's, he's going to be, you know, one of the top two or, or certainly top three, you know, worst case top four. I just can't see him falling that far, but maybe he could fall to three. And, and there doesn't seem to be much question that he's going to have a great NFL career. We're talking to Hub Arkish here on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez here filling in for Steve Rosenblum. You know, you you uh you know, we look at the offense and, and, and what it could potentially look like, and you brought up teams that have, you know, two supposed number ones, right? And clearly we're talking about teams like, you know, Miami, uh, with their tandem that's over there, Joe Burrow and Cincinnati. Uh, when you look at teams with, with two good wide receivers, do you think it's it's the receivers, but but y'all because look who look who there's, who's throwing them the ball, right? It's Tua, it's mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts with with AJ Brown and and Devonta Smith. But people would say like, oh, you know, those guys have them, those the receivers. But 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 I would say that the quarterback is is still good. But in those instances, hub, would you say that the receivers are making the quarterback, or that the quarterback is making the receivers? 
Well, I, I think if they're, you know, all going to be or both going to be, you know, all pros or, or, or top players, they have to, you know, be great with each other. I don't know that you can give one more credit for the other than the other. I just think it's it's a great problem to have. And, and I think this idea of two number ones, that is good for both of them. You know, it makes each of the receivers, you know, tougher to cover and, and a better option. And, you know, on, on which day and which play is called, you just decide which one to go to. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, it's easier to get a great wide receiver than it is a great quarterback. I don't know if that's an answer to your question, but I think the quarterback is still the most important piece of, of all of the offense. And, and that's going to come back to, to fields no matter how good his receivers are. Yeah. My biggest gripe with the picking Marvin Harrison junior hub is like, I don't know if Justin Fields is then the guy to, you know, be able to distribute the ball to, to where we can maximize the talent in the wide receiver room. But, but I mean, obviously that's a lot, lot, lot to be said there. A lot, lot, Still uh, to be played. I know we talked about that yesterday. Um, but let's talk about the coach for a second, Hub. You know, let's say this season did end today. There's a lot of people out there that feel, you know, even with the Bears being 4-8, and eight, that, you know, Iberfus has made a significant improvement to this team. Would you agree with that statement so far? Well, there's no question about it if you compare them to last year's Bears. Um, and that has to happen because that's, the part that so many people have missed in trying to evict this season, you know, people who say, oh, it's the second year of the rebuild. No, it's not. It's the first year. Uh, last year was a teardown. This year is the first year of the rebuild. And, and you know, you have to, you don't have to, but, but you always start slow. And, you know, you, over those first few weeks is when these players, especially the younger players, are really just beginning to develop. And, and so when you get to the, I mean, we talked about this at the start of the season, saying let's wait until the halfway point of the season, you know, and then we'll have a better fix. And after that 0-4 start, now you're talking about a 500 team. And I don't want to hear about their schedule. People want to talk about that. They don't have to pick the schedule. You don't have to say who you play. That's what you were given. That's what you have to compete against, you know. And 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 there's even things in there. You know, everybody freaked out about that that loss. Uh, you know, at the start of the year when they were playing, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the name of the team, California, you know, the Browns, the loss of that game. The, uh, and, you know, it turns out that that was a pretty good team that came back somehow miraculously in the, in the fourth quarter and beat them. And, and so, you know, when you look at the schedule, you do have to be careful. But the bottom line is that there were a three and fourteen team. They're already, you know, a four and eight team. And and I think everybody agrees that these last five games, they should win at least two or three. You know, so they're gonna double their wins if that happens. And and I think that that's a decent job by the coach. I'm not gonna call it a great job, but I think it's certainly what you hoped for and what you expected. And I think people who want to evaluate Matt Eberfus as a head coach you have to wait until the end of the season. We have to see what he did. And if he can get to six, seven, or eight wins, then I think he's had a, a much better second year than first year and, and a decent second year. All right, so then what's the likelihood that all three of them come back? Uh, let's just get, let's cut to the nitty-gritty. Eberflus, Getze, Justin Fields, all three of them back next year. It just it gives me like a little bit of regurgitation taste in my mouth right now. But here, it's a, it's a reality that we could potentially be facing. You know, Gabe, I think it's at least 50-50 now that Flus, uh, I, I, I don't think Ryan is going anywhere. I don't think he should. And, and you know, with Matt, I, I, you know, haven't really got a strong opinion of it yet, but I think he's moving in that direction. What I don't know 
is just because they draft a quarterback, if they do, doesn't mean that Justin is gone. You, you know, so um, uh, there there is a real chance that all three will be back. But all three being back doesn't mean that they've committed to Justin Fields. I think we have to be clear to everybody with that. That depends on what they could get for him if, in fact, they draft another quarterback. And if they don't draft that quarterback in the first round, then Fields is definitely going to be back because you're not going to draft, take a guy you know who wasn't good enough to go in the first round but say he's going to be a day-one starter. <laughs> so, you know, it's probably, I think, 50-50 right now that all three are back. And I know that's a bit of a cop-out, but it's also a reality yeah. because it's the, way that it's, it's the way the decision should be made. You know, you wait until you see what you've got out of this season. You can do it week 16 or 17 if you want. But at the end of the day, you got to get to the end of the season, look at the total body of work, and then they're going to make those decisions. And I think where they're at right now is they, they could – they could certainly feel good about, uh, you know, an, a new quarterback and starting over and improving the roster, but they could also feel good about staying with what they've got if it's based on what they've seen out of these last five, six, seven weeks. Yeah, and I think that I agree with you, Hub. I mean, I've been saying it since the beginning. My dream scenario is, you know, taking the quarterback, with one of those top five picks, and leaving Justin Fields there. Because I think, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, if you, especially if he's still playing – you know, okay, and you're building something. There's nothing to, you know, I was I was pointing this, I forgot who I was talking to, but I likened it. There were a couple teams that brought in younger guys, you know, even though they had an established quarterback in place over the last couple of years, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Philadelphia Eagles. I know I can name a couple more if I just took a second. But, you know, that's what winning franchises do, and there's nothing wrong with that, to have some sort of contingency plan in the event that Justin Fields doesn't work out. If we, if you feel like you, you know, you're, you are building in the right direction and you don't know what his ceiling is, it's okay to let him start the next season and see if he plateaus or if there's more there. And then, but in the event that there's not, you have someone to to take his place. But but the likelihood of all three coming back at fifty percent, I don't think that's a cop out at all. I think that's a, a higher percentage than most people would think. Well, yeah, I think that's where they're at. The other thing that everybody has to realize is that you know it's great having that number one overall pick and having two you know possibly top ten, although. A lot of people are, are buying into now the fact that with the schedule and this and that, maybe the Bears could win, you know, two, three more games. Maybe they could end up with six or seven wins. Uh, you know, that hurts you in the draft. It drops you back, you know, closer around eight, nine, ten. But at the end of the day, what nobody is focused on is the number one quarterback in this draft is not clear by any means. And so you don't have to, you know, use the number one pick on Williams or, or, or May and say, okay, now we've got our quarterback. You know, I, I personally think there's a, a very well I know there's a very real chance but I also think there's a good chance that neither Williams or May is going to be the best quarterback in this draft and, and, and so you know there's a, a real good chance the Bears could trade that pick again they could take their quarterback at at two or at five or at seven in the first round I think they're going to have to do that unless we see a lot more from Fields than what we've seen so far um, but but again it doesn't mean that, you know, how do you develop that guy? Look at what Jordan Love is doing right now. He waited three years, you know, and, and people were really worried by week five, week six. I was calling around to my sources and there people were saying, ah, oh, you know, it looks like the, line, uh, the Packers are going for a quarterback again. And now the way Love has been playing the last four or five weeks, everybody's starting to get excited about it. So, you know, you have to be realistic about not only which quarterback you take, but the time it takes to develop him properly. And, you know, all these people who want to blame, you know, Luke Getze or, or, or Matt Eberflus, I don't think they've done anything wrong with the way they've been trying to develop the field so far. It's just going slowly, slower than anybody would like. And, you know, they haven't figured out that they know what his, his physical ability is. 
They haven't figured out what it's going to take for him mentally to get maximum production out of that. And and I think that's what's so important about these last five games and possibly even the beginning of next season if he's back again as a starter. We're talking to Hub Arkish here on 670 The Score. I am Gabe Ramirez. And Hub, you know, when you're looking at when people talk about Justin Fields, right, and things that they have to put around him still, uh, something that comes up is the offensive line. We know the center position is something that they're going to address in the offseason. Uh, but what about the left tackle position? I think, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, it's, you know, it's quarterback and then, you know, offensive tackle. And, you know, the right side's taken care of with Darnell Wright. Uh, but but what do you think about bringing in someone new, if you can, at that high of a draft pick? Um, and then and then just the offensive line as a whole for the Chicago Bears, because a lot of people are down on them, but I think they've been playing well. Well, they've definitely been getting better again. Every, the whole roster, wherever you look, you know, if you throw out the first four or five weeks, and not because they don't matter, they did, but you look at how they played at that time and how they've been playing since, and they're getting better everywhere. You know? And the offensive line, I think in some respects, has shown the most improvements over the last three, four you know, five weeks. Uh, and one of the reasons that I think that Justin, you know, percep- is perception, really, I think, but at the end of the day, he's, if he's played better last All right, Hub. Well, I think we're losing, I think we're losing, we're losing Hub there. I really wanted to hear that. Because a lot of people are are really big on Braxton Jones, and you know, and what he's done ever, since coming back from injury, and then you know, to bring in the left tackle, it's like, all right, where are you putting Braxton Jones? Like someone that you felt confident enough to be your starting left talk, tackle in the NFL all season long for the season and a half. Are you trying to move him to a guard position? Ooh, <laughs> but imagine that line. Let's say if you had, you know, Joe Alt. From Notre Dame. I don't even like saying his name because then people just repeat like that one name as if it's like God Bible. Like, no, an offensive tackle, top one of the top offensive tackles in the league, sitting or in the draft. You have him coming out, that's your left tackle. Braxton Jones is your guard. Yeah, draft a center or, or sign one in free agency. And then you got Tevin Jenkins and uh, Darnell Wright. <laughs> Sounds sexy. Um, but oh, we got Hub back again. Hub. You there? So. Yeah, I, boy, technology, man. I don't know about that, but uh, but I thought you had a really interesting question, and, and I was looking forward to answering it because people forget Braxton Jones was the all rookie offensive tackle, left tackle last year, he, he, and coming into this year, he started got hurt, you know, and he ended up on IR, and now he's trying to get back from it, you, you know, and so there's nothing wrong with getting better at the position. He was, what was it? A fifth round pick? I forget. Yeah, fifth round pick. Um, you know, so you, you can get what you conceive to be a better talent, but I, I don't think they have a problem there right now, I guess is the way I would answer the question. I want to see more from Jones. Um, but yeah, I'd, if they could get the best left tackle in the draft and, and do that in the first round, I have no problem with that because we know how important that position is. Yeah. And bears certainly trying to shore that up. And if you can get a generational one that high, especially when you have two picks in the, I mean, it's unprecedented what the Bears have had in the last two years in, in regards to draft picks, right, Hub? I mean, you're talking about a couple years before that, Bears didn't have a first-rounder for a couple seasons, and then all of a sudden we're swimming like in the gold, like Scrooge McDuck. We're swimming in the first-round picks now, Hub, and, and it feels well, weird because I, we want them to make the right decision. You know, Gabe, the other thing that I'm hearing from, from a lot of my sources 
is that Ryan is going to trade that pick again this year, but he's not going to, you know, trade out of the first round not to take the quarterback. But uh, there are teams, I, I'm already hearing from multiple sources, that the Patriots, who look like they could be, you know, number two, uh, or three would definitely be a team that would trade for that pick. And there's in of the teams in the top 10 or 12 who might want Williams or May, there's at least three, you know, who could trade for that pick. So if you were to trade down from one to two or from one to three or four, you, you possibly could still get the quarterback you want and get another meaningful player. I mean, you could even if you traded with the Patriots and they ended up second, you ended up with the second pick and then took the, the, the receiver. If you took William, you know, there and then you're you're sitting at, who knows, eight or nine with your own pick, whatever it may be. Um, you know, I think that there's a good chance that the third or fourth quarterback could still be there. And the one thing that I feel pretty strongly about that, that I don't hear anybody talking about, I'm not convinced that Williams or May is going to be the best quarterback in this draft. You know, there's five or six that are going to have first-round grades. And I think the one – well, I'm not talking about a Brock Purdy, you know, or something like that, but in the seventh round or sixth round. But there's a very good chance that the Bears could get their next quarterback in the first round, but not with that first pick, and then still get Williams or somebody else or or a left tackle, whoever you want. And then if they do trade that number one pick to the Patriots – it's going to get them their number one this year, and it's going to get another two and three or something like that, you know? And so um, I like a lot what Ryan Poles did this past off season, and I'm counting on him doing as well or even better this year. And I think that they're probably going to have, if they do trade that pick again, they're going to end up with five or six of the top hundred picks in the draft, you know, and that's the way you continue with your rebuild. Yeah, and when you're looking at who could potentially be creeping up in that order, you're looking at Washington sitting at four, uh, the Giants at seven. I mean, still teams, New Orleans at nine, teams that most certainly want to shore up their quarterback position and feel like they can do so. Some other names uh, in the quarterback group that are coming out this year that people are going to be talking about, uh, most certainly Michael Penix Jr., uh, who's vying for a Heisman Trophy, Jaden Daniels from LSU. The the issue with a lot of those quarterbacks, Hub, are they're, they're older. Right, like when you're looking at a Bo Nix, a Michael Penix, I mean, those guys are 24, 25, you know, years old. Where you know a Caleb Williams and a and a Drake May are just a little bit younger, and I think that's why people are more excited about those two. Yeah, well, and plus it's what they did last year and how they came into this season, you know. And I think May has probably had a little bit better, whatever you call this year, junior year. I don't know what they are yeah. anymore. Um, <laughs> you, you know, the Williams. I, I just I haven't. I'm not that impressed with Williams. I've watched three of his games. And, yeah, he's good. I mean, there's no question about that. But what makes him the overall number one for everybody? I, I personally, I just haven't seen it yet. And I also find it interesting that there's so many good quarterbacks in this draft that you didn't name the guy who I do think has a very good chance. J.J. McCarthy, I know that's who you think it is. Well, and, and I don't say it because I'm a Michigan alum and everybody oh, he, <laughs> that has – it has nothing to do with it. It's the advantages because I'm a Michigan alum. I've watched every one of his games, most of them two or three times. Watch the way he plays. Watch the deci- the decisions he makes, the accuracy he shows, the things that I'm concerned about with Justin in studying them with these quarterbacks, all the college quarterbacks, the one who's impressed me the most are May and McCarthy. You know, and, and, and so 
you just don't know that that's you know drafting these quarterbacks in the first round it's been going on for a hundred years yeah. uh, over eighty percent of them fail you know and you have to be realistic about that when you're going to do it uh, hopefully it won't hopefully it, it has not happened yet with Justin let's be really clear about that I mean with some of the things he has shown and the physical ability he has he does have. Um, the tools to become a franchise quarterback. It's just a little frustrating that after being the starter for almost a full two seasons now, we've seen as many concerns as we have positives. And, and so that's what makes this decision so tough for, for assuming it's Ryan and, and Matt making it. That's what makes it so tough for him. I love it. Hub, great stuff as always. Appreciate you jumping on again. I look forward to talking to you soon, okay? Have a great weekend, Gabe. Of course, Hub Arkish, our SCORE senior football analyst, Hanging out with us here on 670 The Score. Great stuff. Great stuff. I love talking to Hub about things because, you know, we had a chance to talk yesterday, and then we talked again today, and it's like, Hub always keep it real. You know, J.J. McCarthy, hey, these are the things that I've been looking for. Accuracy, quick decision-making. And, I mean, I'm not a big fan of J.J. McCarthy. Didn't like him last year. Didn't like him this year. Not necessarily. Um, But I could see him being someone that can control an offense confidently so it'll be interesting to see uh what ends up happening there from the 773 says mccarthy is the one new england wants yeah right yeah right his name starts with a d and ends with a may <laughs> that's that's who new england wants um <clears throat> i got a couple more minutes before i get out of here and you know, we just had a healthy conversation with hub but i would love to have a healthy conversation with you thoughts on the chicago bears whether it is the draft but i'm more interested in what you think is going to happen tomorrow against the Detroit Lions. I think that like most people, some people think the Bears are going to come out and whoop them because they had an opportunity to last time and they're going to finish the job. Others think, you know, Bears are going to be the Bears and the Detroit Lions are going to kind of play the game that they've been playing all season long, averaging 30 points a game their last four games. What do you think is going to happen? Phone lines are open. 312-644-6767. Thoughts on the Bears? I'll take your phone calls after the break. Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back. Live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. 
Leading right into Deep Paul basketball that begins at 1 p.m. pregame, 1245, right here on 670 The Score. Blue Demons taking on the Louisville Cardinals, who are 4-4. Four four. That's here at home uh, in Chicago. Uh, Zach Zabman, Dave Corzine, former Chicago Bull, uh, is going to be uh, having the call for you there. But let's take some phone calls uh, before we get out of here. Bears taking on the Detroit Lions on Sunday, tomorrow. And don't forget, before the game, uh, you can tune in to the uh, pregame show, the PNC Bank pregame show right here on 670 The Score. Starts at 9, goes till noon. Presented by your local Ford dealers and Fox Valley Coins. Mully's going to be on it. Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley. Um, they're going to get you set for the game, the PNC Bank, official bank of the Chicago Bears. And following the game, of course, the post uh, Great Cups postgame show with the same trio presented by Tullamore Dew. They're going to have instant reaction there. Uh, and, of course, well, they got you. Then on Monday, that's when I start getting into the mix. Uh, all day Monday uh, for Bears reaction versus the Lions, starting with Gabe Ramirez. That's me on the overnight from midnight to 5. Then Mully and Hall, Bernstein and Holmes, Parkinson, Spiegel got you throughout the day. So hang out with us on that Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank and It's Not a Game, Illinois.com. And, of course, if you're not on the road, download the Odyssey app. Take us with you everywhere you go. All right, but what do you think is going to happen in that Bears game against Detroit? And you heard Hub talking about the draft picks for the Chicago Bears and what he's been hearing from some of his insiders Curious to hear what you think about what should happen. Uh, let's go to Todd. Todd, so you agree with with Hub? Uh, what, what part did you agree with? Well, I um, the big thing is on the draft. I uh, I don't understand how anybody can think that the Bears are going to draft somebody and make that and come in and be a quarterback for them. When was the last draft pick the Bears had that we that is a as a starting quarterback that played for the Chicago Bears. I hear you, Todd, but the problem is this. Everybody else that you're mentioning was never a number one pick. Was never a number one pick. Right? Whoever you're talking about, Rex Grossman, like they never were a number one pick. So so we can't use that. And right? that's not apples to, to apples, right? And then the argument that I've been having with a lot of people, because I do feel like the Bears should take a quarterback, is that the Bears are in a much better position now, or they will be next season, than they were when Justin Fields was taking over, right? This defense is starting to get better, right? The offensive weapons that the new quarterback will have, even though I do think it should be Justin Fields starting week one as well, I want to be very clear on my position. Just They should keep Justin Fields, still draft a quarterback, and draft an offensive uh, tackle with those first two picks so that if Justin Fields does pan out, well, then, damn, you could just trade that guy. And if it doesn't pan out, then you have the number one pick to come in and take over, which I do actually not number one pick. I do think they should trade down to number two as well. That's my whole story, just in case you're wondering. Um, but the point is, Todd, is that, that that quarterback will come in in a better situation, right? And then if you want to add talent around the quarterback position, remember, you got to pay Justin Fields. So that's going to eat up some of that money that you could have been giving to somebody in the trenches, another wide receiver, another defender, anything, anything, if you have somebody. So... What you would, let's just say if you like Justin Fields, what you would be hoping for is a quarterback that is the equivalent, at the very least, the floor would be the equivalent to Justin Fields, right? Which is middle of the road right now, right? You can't just sit up here and be like, yeah, Justin Fields is just a killer. You know, he has good attributes, but you can't say he's a killer right now, definitively. You're like, oh, you need more weapons. You need more of this. You need more of that. That's what you have to add. Any new offensive coordinator, you have to add things, more variables in order for you to come to some conclusion on Justin Fields. But in the present, what, what he is, if you can get your rookie quarterback to come in and be 
Just that. Now I'm not talking about the running. I'm talking about the whole quarterback as a whole, that position. Then you have him as a, uh, under a cheap contract for the next couple of years, and then you get to use that money to build a team around him, and the hope would, would be that the quarterback will get better as well. That's all I'm, I'm, I'm on right now. All right, let's, uh, let's go to Aaron. Aaron, so who do you think the Bears should draft? I think they should take the best player on the board. I think they should trade that number one pick or number two pick. Personally, they could trade as far back as late first round, in my opinion, because I I agree with everything you just said with the exception of how much Justin Fields is going to cost because um, Green Bay kept a quarterback for three years and they paid him. They kept another quarterback for four years and they paid him. And it didn't hurt them. You just got to know how to draft right. You just got to pick right. And that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, but if you're – But if you're – but Aaron, if you're talking about – I mean, Aaron, you're talking about – Needing to still continue to add things for, just, for Justin Fields, right? So, I mean, there's going to be money tied no, up if you give it to I'm him. I'm saying you're going to get what, – what are you going to tie up in Justin Fields next year? What, what would he be if you – Not if next you year. Him for not next year. Right. Not, not, not next, next year. year not e- we're, so, we're not even talking about next year or even the year after because – No, we're talking about the future of the team, though. Right, right. So, you want to keep Justin Fields? The team is – I want them to have the best player available, period. That's it. If Justin Fields is your average road guy, I would rather go into next year, like you said, with Justin Fields than having to try to develop somebody yeah, else okay. because you think it's a cheaper contract. Because what if you bust that? Now you have three first-round draft picks that were bust that quarterback. That's not good for the organization. And do you trust the organization to pick a quarterback? Do you trust – do you trust what Ryan Poles has done over the last couple of years in the draft and free agency? I, I give him, I give him fifty fifty. I'm still upset that he didn't take the best, that he didn't take the best center on the board last year. So you know, I give him fifty fifty. He's 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 hit on some things, he's missed on some things. But do you trust him to to take a quarterback? Do you trust the Bears organization to take a quarterback again? And it, and not even knowing right. who's the coach going to be next year. Right. So I, I hear I hear you, Aaron. You, you, you hear me? I hear I, I hear you. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. But my but my thing is this: you got to remember there. Are, there there are new people like that are in charge now, right? Kevin Warren's there. Ryan Poles is there. Yeah. So, you know, for me, that, that that's what we have to really be taking into consideration is that, you know, I get it. And I get it. We're scoring Bears fans. I'm in the same boat as you. Like, do I have complete confidence that luck will be on our side? <laughs> no, because we're the Bears, right? But do I do I hold do I feel strongly that Ryan Poles has done a good job? I know you said 50-50, Aaron. I think he's done better than that. DJ Moore is really good. John Wright is grading out to be the best offensive tackle in the rookie class this year. Braxton Jones is a fifth-round pick, and he's anchoring your left side, right? I mean, you know, he, he, ja- Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon are looking like game changers along with Tyreek Stevenson in that secondary, right? Um you know, he gave money to 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 Cole Komet. I, I I think that's good. You got a nice little fail safe there. You've locked up that position. You're not necessarily worrying about it. So I, I I think he's done good. Now, can we point to some bad? Sure, most certainly. Yeah, we can point to bad. But no one's gonna hit a bad a thousand when it comes to running a football team because it's just too hard. Right? It's impossible actually. So I have a little bit more faith in him. So I, I I do have faith that he'll take he'll do the right thing, is what I'll say. I hope it's not. You know. Taking Marvin Harrison Jr. in an offensive tackle, and then, I mean, because who's the quarterback you're taking? Jaden Daniels? Is it Michael Penix Jr.? Is it? It's tough. It's tough. It is hard. The good thing is, we still got more football. So before we even jump to our off off season 
plans, we still have more football, and we still got the draft, and we still got the offseason. What we, what we can't agree on is that the Bears are headed in the right direction. All right, give me my theme music. Whew. I can have that conversation all day long. All right, uh, coming up next, Deep Hall Basketball. Blue Demons taking on the Louisville Cardinals. Zach Zabeman and Dave Corzine got your call. want to thank my guests for today, Hub Arkish and Michael Sarami. want to thank my producer today, Tyler Farringall, Baby T. I said that's his, that's his radio name. Who gave you that name? It was me. Oh, my bad. It was me. I gave him that one. That's a hard name, though. That's a hard name. Baby T, that goes hard. All right, uh, mi gente, that means my people. Hasta la próxima. That means until next time, which will be right after the Bears game, midnight to 5 a.m. on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday. I am Gabe Ramirez. Have a great weekend. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.